0: Welcome to another episode of it's a long road the ramble series podcast in fact this is season two premiere episode one because now recovering ramble first blood part two and uh, with me today I have a very special guest one of my favorite podcasters I'm going to say it right now Jack you're one of my favorite podcasters the host of the drunk bond podcast Jack how you doing
1: Ryan good to hear from you good to see you how are you
0: <laughs> dude, doing do we good. I don't dude, you cracked me Did up. You I, tell everyone that? Do I tell what everyone?
1: You're their favorite pod- one of our favorite
0: podcasters. Well, yeah, every third podcaster. It's like a, it's just, it's like a random wheel. Whoever's on next, I'll just, you know, every third podcaster. Yeah. Any
1: compliment I can get, I'll accept.
0: You, uh, of course, host the uh, Drunk Bond podcast, and you're part of the last of the Action Heroes podcast network. If you're a James Bond fan, you definitely have to listen to this show. If you're not a James Bond fan, and you're Rocky and or Sly fan, which I would imagine people might be listening to this episode. Of, <laughs> of Ramble. Well, you never know, right? So, if you're a Ramble fan, you're probably a Sly fan. If you're a Sly fan, well, you guys also covered the Rocky films on your podcast show, so you can also check those out as well. They're hilarious. You guys, your guys' breakdown of the Rocky franchise was spot on. It was great. You're fans of the movies. You were never disrespectful, but you were irreverent, which I love. Great combination.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love doing the Rocky ones. Those were so easy compared to i mean bond is pretty similar with all 25 movies so to do something different for a little while was kind of nice those are those are a piece of cake
0: well that's how i feel sometimes doing rocky is that i love it and i'm something like i'm tired of it but i never want to be disingenuous or feel like i'm just doing something because you know the paycheck's very big with our podcast network we get a lot of money uh from tell me about it man from ad revenue and what i think you just went on your last vacation from the ad revenue from our shows I did, and I had some left over. So, Daddy's in furs right now. (laughs) Okay, well, so I was just gonna say with the Rocky franchise, I love covering, I love talking about it, but I remember when I started doing this Rambo franchise podcast, I got very excited because it was just new, something different, right? And it feels good to talk about Rambo. I've had some great podcast guest hosts, and yeah, here we go. You were now doing First Blood Part Two. So, I want to hear from you, Jack. What is your history? of Sly and or the Ramble films and this film in particular?
1: Well, with Sly, I think we talked about it a bit on the last episode I did with you, uh, Chuck Norris, what, Invasion USA. I watched it a couple years ago again and then I watched it recently. It's an excellent movie. And then I watched all the other ones and that was more your straightforward action movie. And then a couple years ago, I actually I read the book, which I don't know. Have you ever read a book uh, start to finish?
0: Have I, have I ever read a book? Story? Oh, hard. It, it is hard. Yeah, did, you, have,
1: you have to I start and the you have thing. to finish
0: it. Yeah, I've read the whole thing. I've, I've done that a couple one, times.
1: Yeah, all the way through. I was very happy with myself, <laughs> and the book was even better than all the movies I thought.
0: With uh, what's his name,
1: uh, uh, the sheriff, uh, Teasel. Tr- oh, uh, Will, sheriff t- Will Teasel. Teasel Trisle. Uh Yeah, I was surprised how much they went into his character. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about the book, but no, the book was that's excellent. great. Yeah, that's my spiel on my history with. Rambo.
0: Did you see First Blood Part 2 like most people first? Or did you see First Blood first? Sorry if I missed that. I First Blood first. Okay.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way, have you tracked down who's in charge of
0: the titles for all these movies? Well, if it's anyone, it's Sly. I've got a bone to pick with him because I'm very confused. Well, yeah, I am too. Uh, yeah, so we have First Blood of course now we're right. covering Rambo First Blood Part 2, which it almost makes sense. <laughs> yeah, almost. Because you should call it First Blood Part 2 Rambo that might make more sense first or, blood part two rambo i would have just thought first blood part two i don't i don't know man but then he corrects himself with the third one i think the third one he kind of had to figure it Rainbow out sort three. of but it's ramble yeah. three which would lead one to believe there if an alien race came down and rented Rambo three and they liked Rambo three they'd be like i want to that would the- be the first
1: thing the aliens would do just go straight to the rambo movies
0: i would <laughs> if they did that, then they liked it. Then they would be like, I want to go watch Rambo one and Rambo two. They wouldn't find it. They would have a hard time finding Rambo one no. and Rambo two. Those aliens would be clueless and I can't blame them. I'm, I'm confused too. And then it was John Rambo or just Rambo for the fourth one. Well, the fourth one was originally going to be called John Rambo, much like Rocky yeah. Balboa. Rocky was. Balboa.
1: Right.
0: But they ended up just calling it Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. The aliens then would have thought Rambo was Ramble Part 1 if they watched Ramble 3 first, which gets very confusing.
1: Aliens would have said, fuck this, I'm going back on the ship.
0: (laughs) Uh, Can I curse on here? Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. We'll we'll talk about the film when the credits come out, because the credits will come up during our episode. And I do want to speak to a couple of the uh, the key members. But throughout, if you're listening to this season and you didn't listen to my First Blood coverage, I almost kind of get, there are a lot of First Blood Part 2 fans out there, vice First Blood, which is odd to me. But that being said, what we're going to do is I'm not going to break down like every minuscule moment per se but there are some interesting characters at play that will be introduced in the credits of the honor episode that we'll talk about but throughout the season these names will come up so don't expect this first episode to our listeners you know I get hundreds of emails a day right as you can imagine with the downloads right I get hundreds Mm -hmm. a day and people are always saying Ryan you missed this Ryan you missed that and I just want to let our listeners know that those things will be covered as the episodes go on throughout the season
1: to get that pr out of the way yeah yes. i
0: know because you got angry keyboard warriors ready to go
1: yeah I'm, I'm so glad you didn't have me on for the last episode of first blood because that's like an emotional very sad scene with that speech and everything and i would not have been the right person to have on for that one so it yeah, worked out our, well
0: <laughs> that was our season finale you got what do you want to speak to rambo's breakdown uh, to trauma you can certainly express your feelings on it right now
1: if the fans would have been listening for that episode because that's where the movie all just comes together you know like why he's doing this your fans would have been just pissed that i was on i probably would have made fun of sly and not taking it seriously and i wouldn't have been the right guy that's all i'm saying
0: i'm glad i'm here and not there okay well that's fair it is an interesting scene i always call it the sly cry he doesn't do it very often in his films yeah it might be a reason he doesn't do the sly cry very much. Go back and watch it, and I would recommend, if you do watch that scene, watch it with the subtitles on, because there's a lot of dialogue. I guarantee you our listeners haven't heard before.
1: Yeah, about like the kid with the shoes, and um, it was a terrific scene. I mean, it was great, and very sad, and just probably a lot of people experience, especially with the Vietnam War uh, experience when they got home. So, yeah, I mean, it was,
0: it, was, it was well done. All right, here we go. You ready? Oh, actually, before the movie starts... Here's something you might find interesting, so First Blood, in today's dollars, and I've heard this on a couple other podcasts, I don't think it necessarily in our network, because our network doesn't get anything wrong. Inflation is important, because what inflation tells you is, if a movie makes, let's say, a movie makes $100 million in 1982, that represents how many tickets were sold. So if tickets sold for, you know, the average ticket was, let's say, $2 a pop, that would tell you that's how many tickets represented with that inflation and ticket cost. I like to do inflation for current years. To give you an idea, in 2022, had this movie be released with approximately the same amount of tickets, what would this box office be? So then you can kind of measure it with other movies. So First Blood, in today's box office, would have made $300 million. Would- That's just domestic? Because back then they didn't really do overseas as much as... Right, there wasn't the China... Box office. Yeah, I would say I would say these older numbers are probably measured domestically because I don't know how much they. That's impressive. Yeah, three hundred million dollars. Absolutely, that was First Blood with like a fifteen million dollar budget. Okay, which would have been about forty million dollar budget. So with a forty million dollar budget, a film makes three hundred million. That's a good turnaround for today. Yeah. Now here's something interesting. My brother Ruben, uh, my original co-host on the on the Rocky series podcast, he brought up a good point about sequels. When a sequel makes a lot of money. Is it because the first film was really good and the word of mouth and all that stuff and then everyone shows up to the sequel? Or is the sequel really good and everyone shows up because of word of mouth? Or is it a bit of both? Because I'm going to give you the number of First Blood. So we know the first film was amazing. Nobody knew it was amazing until it almost hit VHS and it did that circuit in the VHS for two to three years. Because this comes out three years after First Blood was released. So now we've got the word of mouth about First Blood. We've got all that circuit that has happened on VHS and people are talking, the sequel comes out. Sequels are big. There's a big pop at the box office. What do you think the box office would be in today's money? What do you think the reason for the high box office would be in this situation? Hmm. Keeping in mind, First Blood Part 1 was $300 million in today's ticket sales. I don't know. I wasn't planning on doing math today. <laughs> no, uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I guess it would have... It depends how good the first one was. I mean, you say that Word of Mouth came around, but I mean, if it was already making... What did it make 300 million yeah the first one i mean i mean it was a huge hit i think at that point if sly was as big a star now as he was then because rocky three came out in 82 that was first blood yeah, yeah. rocky 4 85 yeah. and yeah. then first blood part two yeah so i mean he was a, this guy's a superstar yeah. like movie star so i think there was just already already a bump just from the name yeah i don't know man i guess
0: I guess my i guess my answer is i don't know <laughs> I didn't even put you on the spot that badly. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Nothing so, to do with you. I was just, just a little slow. Oh, it's okay. 750 to about $800 million in today's money. Oh, shit. Okay. For Vietnam War film, POW film, it only had like a $30 million budget. They only doubled the budget. It's still very small film as far as budget was concerned. Part one was fantastic. You're right about Sly Star was rising. Absolutely. But you could also argue that part two, is it a better film than part one? I don't think so most people shouldn't think it is <laughs>
1: but i'm in the minority i think this is the exact same kind of thing as terminator everyone knows terminator 2 terminator 2 is is awesome everyone kind of forgets terminator 1 i personally like terminator 1 i think it's just a masterpiece and i feel this way about rambo rambo if you want like action let's go shoot him up watch rambo 2. but first blood is
0: like i'm truly a, a solid film it's great and i don't like him comparing because sometimes i feel like when you compare it's like do you like chocolate ice cream or the vanilla well look, sure maybe i'll eat chocolate over vanilla but you give me vanilla ice cream i'm going to eat it it's irrelevant like you're asking me to choose and of course i love part two and I've, i love all the ramble films i'm going to make that clear right now they all have flaws and they all have things that are amazing and different about each one and they're some are more fun to talk about because they're not as good but ramble 2 i think for me holds a special place in my heart too because i think it was I can't recall if I saw it first or not, it was in that window, it came out when I was 10 years old, I was watching movies like Terminator, the first one, I was watching Conan, I was watching Mad Max, So I was watching all these films at a very young age, and so my parents probably rented First Blood before part two came out but it was it's so close together that i might have just seen one before the other i don't even know they're interchangeable but i think part two definitely when you're 10 12 13 years old you're a kid of course it's the action-packed it's the oh yeah a 10 year old will like rocky four more than the first rocky right because when i
1: first saw him in high school rambo 2 would be my answer i think that's a better the better movie now of course first blood no question
0: right you saw so it depends if it's a nostalgic reason or whatever. I doubt there's very many people who truly believe part two is a better film than part one, but the fun yeah. factor, the enjoyment factor, the over the top factor, it's all in part two, which I love. It's so ridiculous and fun. I love this film. It almost looks like they made this film and part one never existed. Right. Or a little intro.
1: Little intro.
0: we have that classic explosion which if you're seeing this gotta have it you got (laughs) sorry if you're seeing this feel cold this no just going cold do you think right away oh we're already at war you don't you're not even thinking prison camp which i think it's a great it's actually kind of a clever way to open a film of we have an explosion number one it's a real explosion you actually have the debris of rocks falling onto the cast and crew below but it's a great way to open the film because there's a part of you that thinks oh rambo's already at war especially if you saw the trailers you might think he's already at war but we're, of course we're going to pan down that he's not at war they're blasting rock and i guess a, a prison that breaks rocks are you familiar with this type of yeah war?
1: i've done some hard time before but nothing like that uh no i'm not sure what the goal is here just banging down some rocks and i mean it looks like a mountain are they, are they reshaping it <laughs> It's like busy work.
0: Maybe this was the mountain that Rocky climbed in part four, and Drago has ordered it to be taken down.
1: You know what? You might be right there.
0: think of the police guard armament ratio to prisoner ratio that's a pretty like these guys must be hard and criminals because they these guards are loaded to the teeth
1: well yeah i think if you're doing that kind of time i mean these are these some bad hombres these these guys are no joke and rambo you know he's no exception i mean he just blow up a whole town and kill a cop and (laughs) let's not forget those dogs he killed
0: so i'm not going there unarmed (laughs) that's very true very good point now we should note that this took place Slide loves doing this. He did it with the Rocky films, and he's doing it here with the Rambo film. By the way, so this is actually the events of Rambo Part Two. Can we just call it? What are we calling this? Are we calling this Rambo Part? For, am I gonna have to say Rambo First Blood Part Two this whole season? I hope not. <laughs> so in this second Rambo film, I don't know. I don't know what the. Yeah, Rambo Two. Okay, so in Rambo and boy, in Rambo Two. I can't wait to get to part four because I'm just gonna be calling it Rambo. Like it's gonna get so confusing. It's yeah, you
1: can't you can't say Rambo. Then you gotta say Rambo four. <laughs> you see, that's why you need to have the guy that was in charge of titles on your show and give him a good dressing down because this is ridiculous. I'm I would. Drunk.
0: I would love to get the guy that was in charge of these titles. I got a feeling I've been trying to get this guy for uh, six years, and uh, for six years he's been ducking me. Okay, so yeah. uh, so anyways, in Rambo two, the events take place three years after the events of Rambo one. First blood. That is actually the same amount of time the film has taken place. So Sly like to do this in the Rocky and the Ramble films. It gets a little confusing with the ages, especially with the Sons and the Rocky films, which you know about that when you listen to my other show. Here, three years have passed. So he's been doing rock labor, heavy labor for the last three years, which would explain. We're about to see later in the film, I don't I don't think we'll see it in this part of the movie. We're gonna see his incredible physique okay his, mm-hmm. Sly has totally like he's got that Rocky IV body right now it's insane it's the, it's probably the peak Sly body that he's ever been in you know in Conan when Conan was doing that slave he was a uh, chained to that wheel and he's pushing that wheel for <laughs> 20 years or whatever right that's how you keep it tight that's how he got huge well that's what's happened to Sly here or sorry not Sly yeah uh,
1: high protein died over there too <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's
0: go. Now, I love how his jeans are still bloused like an army person there.
1: I don't like that they're not painted on like the old ones, though.
0: Now, I misunderstood when I first saw this film as a young lad. I used to think that he was... In a some sort of a prison, like outside of America. Oh, you did? Why? Yeah. Why did you think that? I don't know because the whole movie takes place in Vietnam. So my brain just kind of went like, everything is not in America. I don't know why it took me forever to realize. Well, this here isn't. It's an American prison where I'm not sure it's being held. But
2: how are you, Johnny? Good. That's all. He did. John, I'm sorry they sent you to such a hellhole. I've seen worse. Yeah, you have, haven't you?
0: So there you go. Some uh, little gems, of course, about rambles past being the POW camps in Vietnam. Like, I've seen worse. I've been worse. Which is true. He was probably treated a little bit worse in the Vietnamese prison war camps. Yeah, it's like playtime. It's like recess. <laughs> he gets outside time. He doesn't have any. Uh... No, I don't think any of these guards uh, shovel their feces to him for supper was that a thing yeah that's what he was fed when he was the vietnamese prisoner they would threw crap on him remember the sequence where they throw the, the stuff on him and the
1: oh okay that's what that was yeah i usually have a good eye for that but uh, <laughs> i don't remember that
2: john i told you that I'd help you when i could you interested you can't possibly want to stay here for another five years
0: So he hasn't... Three years down, five to go. So it was just an eight-year sentence. What do you think of that? Eight years for what he did to that town? What was he convicted of? I mean, (laughs) Galt died. That's confirmed. But it was probably manslaughter.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he said out loud, it wasn't my fault. So that's good enough for me. That's good enough for a jury. (laughs) Yeah, and he also said
0: he didn't want to hurt anyone else. That was true.
1: Yeah, and those poor bastards that uh, own that gas station and that gun store, maybe he apologized to them.
0: I think he did write a pretty heartfelt note in court and i'm yeah, sorry and that... i mentioned those two dogs he killed i think it was four four okay well yeah well then double that yeah animal cruelty that's probably pretty serious actually you but you could argue it was self-defense right the dogs were attacking him.
1: i guess so i mean he probably had a good lawyer
0: in here at least i know where i stand so he's saying i guess in the prison he might be i don't know what do you think, he's probably one of the top dogs there? Do you think anyone messes with Rambo in prison? He's never... I mean, I know I wouldn't. I, I, didn't, you... I didn't see any guys there that could take him. I bet you Rambo can freely drop the soap in prison not worry about anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't drop the soap, but he can drop the soap anytime he wants. Rambo, he can, well, we see what he does in part five. He can rip out your collarbone with his bare hands. So I would suspect that anyone tries to mess with Rambo, he's probably the king dog in the prison.
1: Yeah, maybe just best to just let him be
2: just hear me out first the covert operations being geared up in the far east your name was dug out by the computer as one of three most able to complete the mission in
0: 1985 i guess the atari and the commodore and I, home computers were starting to be sort of become a thing you could have a home computer in your home this was a real novel idea and i love how here trauma saying the compute the computer processed all this information about who's best for the job type thing. And you were one of three names that came up. I just like the idea that the human factor is eliminated from this. It was a computer that kind of decided who, what kind of algorithm did they put in? Look, this is the mission computer. These are the people available, past or present that could do this mission. And somehow the computer figured out, well, Rambo's is your best guy. That's what he's saying here.
1: Yeah, I think they had an app for that. It just typed in all the information and then just boom, John Rambo. It's like, well, that was easy. That's right there.
0: That's but, it it speaks to the 80s a little bit because if this was seen let's just say the same scene was written today the conversation would have been the top heads of state got together and we came up with you like we talked as humans and we decided now we might have used a computer to find out who's available and where are they but at the same time, it wasn't a computer that came to the decision. It was us taking the information from the computers, and we decided you were the best person for the job. But it's just funny how it was the computer. that, Like, it was some sort of...
1: Should I have some uh, headphones on? I've just realized I don't even have any on. It wouldn't hurt. i would be for the best. Brought
0: I might as well wear them. Okay, sorry about that. No, no, it's fine. I edit all this. this is not live. The people that see it live... We're on people... some, something called
1: Discord. Is well, it's, right? Live right?
0: For, it's live for them, but they don't care some of them actually I'm like seeing what that is well they watch us they're talking right now i don't know they're talking about us right now and they're <laughs> having conversations and they're laughing they're having a good time well yeah yeah mission
3: recon for pow's in Nam. why now why me the computer
2: prison camp you escaped from at 71 is a target area nobody knows that terrain better than you do the risk factor is very high you'd be temporarily reinstated in the forces and if the mission's successful there may be a presidential pardon. You interested?
3: Yeah. Good.
0: Good. You know, he thought it over a, l- a little long there. He basically saying, look, if you do this mission and it goes well, we can knock the last 5 years off your prison sentence. What's the worst-case scenario? If the mission fails. And this is what I don't understand. If the mission fails, he doesn't get the pardon? He doesn't even get it for trying? I guess they weren't really
1: clear on that i was mostly just like clearly rambo's got some issues with the war he blew his top a couple of years ago on a poor town up in hope washington what we're saying is uh would you like to go back to vietnam and this isn't for vacay okay you're locked and loaded and you're gonna kill about i don't know three four hundred people what do you say johnny boy like this is asking a lot
0: well <laughs> at this moment rambo doesn't think necessarily or he wasn't told necessarily that it's going to be a firefight he said it's a recon mission which can lead to obviously but the idea of a recon of course is just surveillance the little military knowledge that I have I'm in the Navy I'm not in the Army but my understanding is a recon or recon is you're just you're scouting you're looking seeing what's there you'll engage the Mm -hmm. enemy if you have to if you're under attack but you're not to expose yourself you're just looking around getting information coming back with that information but you're right I think there's a part of rambles like you know what would am I going back to now? I'm sure. I had a good time there.
2: Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, it was wonderful. I'll get the necessary clearance. The next time we meet, it'll be in Thailand with the special ops designate who haunts the operation. Yes, sir. All clear?
0: Yes. Now, I do like how Rambo's, he's turned on his military mode. I love it right now. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's subtle, but I think it was purposeful that Rambo's now kind of turned it on. He's a soldier again, already in this moment. He's, he's accepted the mission. And now he's responding to everything that the Colonel's saying as, yes, sir, yes, sir, like, I've got it, understood.
1: Yeah, creature of habit. one's so key to both these movies, having that one ally, because he really is just a loner the whole time. And in both movies, he plays such a vital role. I mean, the first one, to introduce the audience to who Rambo is, and this one, he's got one ally, at least one guy fighting for him. Otherwise, he'd be
0: screwed. Yeah. And then Colonel Tron going to go on to say here, uh, you know, I tried to do what I could to get you out of here. I want you to know that I did what I could to keep you out of here.
1: <laughs> not enough,
0: clearly. No, not enough. No,
3: sir. That's all right. Do we get to win this time? This time, it's up to you.
0: Now, I love this moment because you, there's two things happening here. There's the movie script sort of idea happening here, and then what we're supposed to believe would be a real conversation between the two characters. So you get what I'm saying? Is this a real thing that characters in this universe would actually say? So you get Rambo saying, do we get to win this time? Is he speaking about the Vietnam War, or is he speaking about the events of the first film? Yeah, Vietnam War. Uh, Yeah, the biggest shit show of all time. (laughs) If we say it's the Vietnam War, I want to say, slow your row Rambo you're one person the war is over it's officially over and you're going back to do a recon to see if there's any POWs great that's a very noble mission but there's no winning at this point you can't really win you can rescue the guys that are there but I used to always think and I still kind of do I think they're almost speaking to the audience a little bit because in the first film Rambo the character and the way the script was written he wasn't able to win he wasn't allowed to win his winning in that film would have been to destroy the whole town to kill the cops or what like. He wasn't allowed to go full Ramble is what I'm getting at. So I think this is kind of a nod to the audience saying, Hey, we were constrained a little bit with the events of the first film, the, how it's written, but now we get to go full Ramble. Do we get to win this time? Do we actually get to go out and fight and do the things that Ramble was told that he can do in the first film? It's almost like the first film was a, a tease to what Rambo can actually do when he's given go nuts. You can do it.
1: Yeah. I guess I always thought of it as, they're talking about the Vietnam War because he says do we get to win this time not do I get to win this time
0: good point Yes. if he
1: was talking about First Blood do I get to win (laughs) not that you know that's an odd thing to say but uh, I never thought of that yeah I guess the first movie though but um yeah I think it's for the audience though and just some 80s cheese to kind of
0: I think you're right
1: yeah that's that's a given
0: that's true in fact in fact I'm actually offering this show to you I'm bowing out I told you last time you could just take the day
1: off you know you have a lot of podcasts i can just do all the shows for you for a while take a minute
0: it won't be good but i'll do it <laughs> no it will be good i'll listen put that way i'll listen for sure appreciate it so i always took it as it was a wink to the audience and i may be reading too much into it but i kind of took it as a wink to the audience do we get the win this time because now we get to go full rambo because troutman's response was this time it's up to you i Here's the theme music to my podcast. I love it. I can't believe they stole the theme music from my podcast. I want to talk about George P. Cosmatos. He's the director of this film. Sly, as you know, or maybe you don't know, but a lot of our listeners might know this, Sly has the tendency to sort of find himself with directors that he can... I am going to say he, he can direct, but you don't direct Sly, and that's not a criticism so much as just the reality of who he is. Sly is Sly. But he is the top, especially nineteen eighty-five. He was the top dog. It'd be like telling—I yeah. I know—be telling like James Hetfield how to play guitar. Like at some point, the artist is just the artist. You don't tell these people how to play guitar, how to sing, or how do you really direct? Like a producer of a, like a Metallica is one of my favorite bands, so I use them. So like these guys have been doing it for almost forty years. When you're a producer of a Metallica album. At some point, they're just Metallica. You don't really tell them what to do anymore. You can give suggestions. Right. So I think Sly is kind of like that. Again, it's not a criticism, but I think it's just. And he would even tell you that his ego in the 80s was pretty high. Like he has said that. So I'm not saying anything that he hasn't said. I'm saying all this because George P. Cosmodis was a very. Who? Who is he? He's a nobody director. Who directed the first one? Ted Kolchev. They had successful careers and said they did other stuff. It's not Martin Scorsese. It's not Tarantino. It's not Steven Spielberg. There's certain directors that Sly, for whatever reason, never kind of worked with. But when he worked with guys like Mangold, who did, of course, Copland, or Kugler, who does Creed. Mm-hmm. When he actually works with directors who are, are you know, these strong directors, probably with strong personalities, Sly will then turn a performance That exceeds what the audience would think he can do this george p kosmatis guy i wonder how much of it was him saying okay sly i want you to like or or it was just hey he's the camera guy his job is to take care of all the shots but i wonder how much he actually directed sly i want you in this like as much as sly is like i've got it and sly kind of had i mean he had the formula down between rocky of
1: course he directed all the rocky sequels who was a bigger star in the 80s than stallone i mean he's the top five kind of guy so it's like i'm making money we know what we're doing I know the formula we're not gonna win any Oscars but we're gonna make money we're achieving the our own little mission here yeah so let's not mess with the formula and I think that's right. kind of how it meant. it's kind of like um Bill Jackson coaching Jordan it's like well you can only do so much let's just give it to Jordan he knows what he's doing
0: I don't say it as a criticism so much as just uh that's my guess and if I'm wrong I'm wrong maybe Sly was like George what do I do next what, what do you suggest maybe he did that the whole time I don't know I'm just suspecting from what I know about movies and what this guy's career was like, uh, not the George's career as director, he actually directed, again I say directed, one of my favorite films of all time like top five, if not my favorite western of all time, he was actually the director of Tombstone Really? Why do you put director in are you implying that he didn't direct it? I am implying. In fact, if you Google it right now, George P. Cosmodus bless his heart, he actually died where I live in my city. I've mentioned that in one of my podcasts. He died here in Victoria, British Columbia. He ended up living here in his retirement years, and he died here. Rumor has it, well, it's, it was rumored, but now it's been confirmed that Kurt Russell took over directing duties of Tombstone. Really? really? Yeah. Wait, he died in, during the production? No, no, he was alive and well during the whole production release of Tombstone. It's just He was just inadequate... director where kurt russell literally took over directing duties you can google that just google in your own time not no not right now while we're recording and to our listeners yeah (laughs) Yeah, give me a minute i need to look this up oh someone in our discord just said that unforgiven is better than tombstone okay we're not gonna we're not gonna do this right now okay we're not gonna do this I love here it. nor there. It, it is neither. But I love I love Unforgiven. So it'll get Yeah. Anyways, it's like you know Unforgiven's like First Blood, and then Tombstones like First Blood Part Two. It's they're just two different types of films, but they're both amazing for what they are. Okay. Anyways, all that being said, I find this all very interesting. So that's the director of this film. It is George B. Cosmatos. Maybe he had complete control. I'm just guessing. He not. That was just my long winded. I apologize. <laughs> there we go. The confusing title.
1: I don't know
0: who signed off on it. <laughs> Only one person. I won't. I won't say his name, but one person signed off on mm-hmm. it. So yeah, we're just getting all the uh, the credits here, of course. So I'll let me get the shot here, of course, of the American helicopter coming over the uh, rice fields or whatever, and it's kind of like an homage to, of course probably what these farmers saw in the war you know you see all those films those vietnam films of course the helicopters flying over the farmers screenplay by stallone and james cameron
1: yeah wait, I, yeah i saw that that's the same <laughs> it's only only one Jim, james cameron i guess what the
0: hell yeah it is the same james cameron i think we missed the name it said story by kevin jar okay so kevin jar was a young up-and-comer screenwriter kevin jar actually also wrote believe it or not tombstone there's your tombstone george p kosmatis connection it is all odd. connects and kevin jar wrote one of my favorite films of all time actually he also wrote glory the uh civil war movie with morgan freeman and matthew broderick and denzel washington
1: oh yeah yeah
0: kevin jar is no slouch of a storyteller or a writer but he, he basically only kind of gets story credit for this film his idea was is that ramble goes back to get the pow's out of vietnam which is a great idea he had a story treatment but he didn't write mm-hmm. the screenplay as we know the screenplay for I'm not trying to insult anybody here but the, what the screenplay is the screenplay itself is not just the story but it's like the dialogue the ins and outs the character development and all that kind of stuff and so correct. The, yeah. the order of things was Kevin Jar wrote the story treatment James Cameron came in second to write the screenplay and originally Rambo had a side character or a uh, co-pilot so to speak partner did you know who that was? John Travolta I mean fun facts hit me with it come on really yeah can you imagine it fit right in john travolta in vietnam great (laughs) you know there'd be too many uh quips about staying alive in vietnam (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) these beaches are so sandy Yeah, got that <laughs> yeah thank you James Cameron uh wanted to have a sidekick and they also believe it or not <laughs> this might surprise you James Cameron what he added to the screenplay and story was more action over the top stuff the same way he did for aliens with the sequel to alien part one I love how aliens was the sequel to alien talk about confusing titles right aliens was the sequel <laughs> to alien so it wasn't called alien part two they just uh, yeah co- I've never actually I've actually never seen those movies <gasps> oh boy okay well I know sorry well we'll fix that later just throw me off for now well no 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 what we'll do what we'll do is edit that out no no we're gonna get you on for a last of the action heroes podcast episode of of one of those films is what we'll have to do with you what i love about the aliens movies we're talking about weird sequel titles alien alien was called alien part two was called aliens plural i never knew that and that would be like calling first blood part two if james cameron got the title it used to be called first bloods First Bloods. That's catchy. It's a of, movie gotta go on scene. So, he, what he did to the script was he just made it more actiony over the top. Then Sly comes in. So, Sly, beautiful Sly, he comes in as the uh, third guy on this film, says, okay, he actually really liked uh, POW idea. He liked going back to Vietnam. He liked the idea that we're going to go over the top of the action. He respected James Cameron's ideas on that. And then Sly comes in and Slyifies it with the rest of the story. So the helicopter pulls in, dropping off Sly. I like how Sly's wearing his kind of like a civilian outfit. It's like this ragtag red shirt. Timeless look, really. <laughs> he's got his jeans blouse still. <laughs> are these the painted-on jeans that I was talking about? I think so. Do his armpits hurt or his arms are kind of out? You notice that? You can't quite get them in. You know, he's got that lat syndrome where you can't quite squeeze the arms to your side.
1: That pump is always with you. And I know, uh, I think I saw some pictures... So number three, when he was just lifting weights, to always look that look what you have like after you just work out, bigger than you actually are. They always just had that, so he like couldn't even move
0: around. It's like fluffing. It's like fluffing before the scene. You know, he's fluffing exactly. himself. Exactly, exactly. In there, <laughs> I like to do the same thing. You know, before I take off my shirt for my wife, you know, for you know for special time, I like to you know do a couple pushups, you know, and a couple of arm curls. to make myself look you know more manly. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. My wife and I have about thirty minutes of fluff time. <laughs>
0: Crucial. That'll be all. How you doing, Rambo? I'm Erickson. Why don't we make it over to the hangar? You're the chosen one, huh? No, that was Neo from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have here Martin Coe, the extremely now famous actor because of the Cobra Kai series and the Karate Kid series, playing a pretty small yeah. role in this film. And when So when this film did come out, of course, Karate Kid... Oh, boy. You know, you think I'd do research on a film dedicated to the Ramble franchise, or a podcast dedicated to the Ramble franchise. But Martin Cole, of course, was uh, famous for The Karate Kid, and, uh, of course, Ramble First Blood Part Two. so he had a busy couple of years. But do you know him from anything else off the top of your head? Oh, damn. I don't think I do, to be honest I don't with you. think so. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> think so. He is extremely popular now like i was on youtube looking at martin Cole videos just like interviews and what have you there were like three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand views for like random interviews with martin Cole, and he's got one point like something million followers on instagram and i think it's the cobra kai series that put him in the stratosphere i'd be interested to see what his numbers were like before that series came out yeah
1: you see how uh, you've seen cobra kai i've just
0: started watching it like i've I heard it's excellent i've heard good things too and i heard it's really good without being Campy per se, like I've heard, it's actually just a good right, series. Right. You know you know what I mean. Like the right, yeah, yeah. Check out our next episode where ah. we talk about Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai, right?
3: You made a hell of a rep for yourself in Nam. Anyway, I'm glad to be working with you. It's nice enough not be heaven, but at least you're out of the joint.
0: Now I like how uh, he's trying to make small talk with Rambo. He's saying, "You know, hey, you got a great reputation in Nam. At least you're out of prison." I also love Erickson's outfit he's wearing of course sleeveless semi sort of army jacket but he did he take the sleeves out and sewed himself or do you think he took that jacket to yeah, his tailor I mean, to get done have some respect respect for
1: the whatever they are the maybe the army the whatever
0: yeah you gotta have some respect for the uniform i agree he's again the little that i know being in the military i know these especially some time ago in the 80s too like once you're kind of like out in the field they are deployed or whatever. You can the standards sort of loosen up a little bit, you know, because they lived there for so long. They're there for months at a time. But I think it's also just to show us just how cool and casual he is. I think is the idea too. Like, look how cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the yeah. gun. Well, did you see the gun there, holstered to the, his chest? Oh no, I didn't notice. I don't know if that's easier to grab the gun up at your chest height. I'll tell you, it's easy on the eyes. That's good.
3: He's here. Good morning, John. This is Marshal Murdoch. He's in charge of special operations from Washington. Thank you, Colonel. Rambo, been looking forward to meeting you. How was your trip? No problems? Mm -hmm. Not except for the damn heat, right? Never felt anything like it. Come on in. Let's get down to business. I was uh, glancing over your files.
0: Nice Coke placement there. I love how Rambo actually glances at the Coke machine. Mm -hmm. That had to be intentional. I mean, you got to cool off somehow.
1: God bless the fine folks at Coca-Cola. They're a sponsor of ours too, aren't they?
0: oh, is it time for our Coke uh, plug? Did you want to plug Coke?
1: <laughs> yeah. we got some big sponsors now. We've gone from like whorehouses or my podcast anyway.
0: So Coca-Cola. Coke said that they wanted to come on to the last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. They said that you would have to stop plugging the whore joints. Ah, uh,
1: well, okay. I'll think about it.
0: Okay. I love this character in the background here. This guy here with the sunglasses. Classic. He just screams douche though. You can just tell like this guy is a dick.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't like that, that fella. Not one bit. Very interesting.
0: reading. So here's where Marshall goes over. Murdoch Robert goes John over Jay, his uh, born resume. Born
3: forty seven, Bowie, Arizona, of Indian
0: German descent. Now here's interesting. So Rambo is part uh, Native American. Did you know that? I did not. Indian German descent. He's from Arizona. He's born in forty seven. Indian German. Okay, that's a yeah. okay. Quite the combo. Now, do you think it's East Indian or Native American? <laughs>
1: that I can't speak for. I don't okay.
0: know. Okay. All right. But
1: I would assume Native American. Okay.
0: By the way, he handles a knife. He's from Bowie, Arizona, which is very convenient that he plays with the Bowie knife. Uh-huh. That's a hell of a combination. Now, he says that's a hell of a combination. I don't think we're allowed to say that anymore. Indian and German? Any combination. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. If someone comes in he says, well, I'm half Korean, half Caucasian. Oh, that's a hell of a combination. we like... half black, half white. What's oh, a hell of a combination. <laughs> How did that happen? Explain that one.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> army 664 accepted special forces specialization, light weapons, cross-trained medic, helicopter and language qualified. 59 confirmed kills. To...
0: I love how he says he specialized in light weapons. There's no mention of heavy weapons, which is very admirable considering that Bramble uh, handled that M60 very well in the first film. So the fact that he's not a specialist, yeah. imagine how good he would have been with that gun had he been a specialist with heavy weapons.
1: He might have majored in light weapons. It kind
0: of got his minor in heavy weapons because i think he handled it okay i think he handled it very well but he specializes in light weapons but he does fairly well with heavy ones too especially in part four 59 kills 59 confirmed kills i how do they confirm that i wonder that was me i got that guy yeah does you have to write that down like that's mine Because i'm about to I'm about to triple that number wait till part four <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. have you seen uh mcgruber I, I know the premise in the yeah but it's come, such
1: an underrated comedy but um i've but, heard yeah they find him in a monastery at the beginning and it's like a rambo thing and they list out all of his accomplishments and it's ridiculous it's 45 purple hearts six several stars the winner of two congressional medal of honors and the starting tied in for the university of texas el paso and <laughs> <laughs> it just
3: always reminds me of the scene
0: that's probably where they got it from absolutely absolutely uh-huh. yeah this movie's been parodied a few times
3: four bronze, four oh, yeah. purple hearts distinguished service cross the medal of honor you got around didn't you
0: this, of course, is just to show you this bureaucratic BS slash the lack of respect. This guy's showing Ramble, Oh, you got around, didn't you? We get that it's played up, but we should speak to it because that's how he is. He's You got a guy in front of you here who's agreed to do the mission, number one. And number two, that is a real strong resume. You should, you know, you're working with him. You should just say, hey, wow, we really appreciate you being here. This is resume speaks for itself, and uh, we know that you're going to, Give us your best or whatever kind of pep talk. But, he's, but he just says, oh, you've been around, haven't you? It's very glib.
1: Yeah, perhaps show a tiny bit more respect than, than he's shown. So he, he didn't serve
0: anywhere, is that is that right? He talks about it right here. And I'm a little confused about his service, but he does talk about it right here. So I think he does have military service, but he's civilian now. Okay. And this, often that happens, like you'll do military work, and then you become a contractor, the civilian side of the, uh, of the military. I think he says right here his little work that he's done
3: incredible rambo you're probably aware that there's almost 2500 americans still missing in action in southeast asia now most of these boys are presumed killed but to the league of families congress and lots of americans it's still a very emotional issue give me something cold please rambo you certainly don't know as much about me as i do you i hunched with the second battalion third marines and in Kontum in 66 i lost a lot of good men
0: so he goes, I hunched. And I don't know what that means. I was too busy looking at the
1: uh, Coke product placement. I couldn't
0: I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> well, he says I hunched with these. So, and he goes, I lost a lot of good men. So either he was a military member himself during this time, or he also was in charge of them the way he is here, right? But he wasn't military. So he still lost men. So either way, he's worked with the military. Yeah. Now, I
1: know this might be like another episode, but uh, doesn't he say or whatever didn't even exist i mean basically he's lying like whenever rambo's about to board the plane
3: boiler alert yeah yeah so i know what you and every vet feels now maybe the government didn't care maybe certain segments of the population didn't care my committee cares so what his committee needs
0: yeah so i think it so i think he's part of some sort of committee civilian committee that handles the intelligence side of things because he says i know how you and the vets feel when you lose men and rambo's like uh no. Have you ever tried to put the guts of your committee inside of their inside of their stomach after the legs all over me, bleeding everywhere? Come on. He doesn't know how it feels. So he's a bureaucrat, basically. Yeah. But he did serve? I'm, I'm a little confused. I think just like he is here. I think he's just inserted into these missions. So he's called a committee. So what his committee needs, Trauma's Trump was about to say here. It's that Americans are being held.
3: And once done, rest assured we'll get our men back. Now, if there's any of our men at this POW target camp, you're to confirm their presence by taking photographs photographs just photographs under no circumstances are you to engage the enemy
0: gee i wonder if that's a foreshadow
3: (laughs) yeah not much of a
0: photographer
1: (laughs) engaging is kind of uh it's kind of what i do major (laughs) did you not just read my resume
0: did you see my last movie (laughs) i didn't take a lot of photos in that hope washington i wasn't there i wasn't (laughs) sightseeing not a one photo i took oh man I love how he's here to take photographs you would think the guy that flies the helicopter later in the film they could have thrown anybody in that cockpit and taken photos as well like I love how I don't want to get ahead of the film but anyway
1: yeah it really could be anybody I'm not sure if Rambo needs to be doing all this stuff
0: later in the film he flies in parachutes to where he's supposed to go and he finds these prisoners and tries to rescue them the helicopter comes to pick him up like why couldn't that same helicopter travel that same amount of distance and just take pictures of the camp
1: they know yeah they know where it is they gave him the map I, mean, I don't want to tell them
0: how to do, run their business but come on I think the next few Rambo films after first blood might have potholes we should probably just prepare ourselves for that
1: no no don't don't tell me this
0: I supposed to leave them there I repeat
3: do not engage the enemy the phase two Delta Force assault team led by Colonel Troutman,
0: will handle the extraction okay so this is very telling so <laughs> I love how they've called in Rambo to take pictures that's it great. If these POWs exist, Colonel Trauman's going to lead an extraction team, a Delta Force extraction team. I think Chuck Norris yeah. is part of that Delta Force team, is he not?
1: I hope so. Now, that's
0: a sequel I'd want to see. But would Rambo
1: be part of that mission as
0: well? That's what I don't understand, because he's actually been reinstated by the Army. So he's officially working for the Army, I think, as a, I think he's back in. I think he's getting his pension and everything. He's told that he can take photos, but he can't engage the enemy. Yeah, Colonel Trauman in an alternate universe, Colonel Trauman is leading... That would be a fun movie in itself, but it would be weird why they wouldn't hire Rambo as part of it. They should have said, hey, if you find the photographs, then you, with Troutman, with other members, will go get those guys. And I think that would have made Rambo happy. Like, oh, okay, okay, I'll take photos, get the evidence I need. Then I'll come back with Colonel Troutman and we'll go get them." I don't know why they wouldn't that,
1: yeah, no, that's a
0: movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's, it's odd, but I mean, it's just, a, I guess, we know why. Yeah. It's an excuse to get him there, but... uh,
0: They're castrating Rambo is what they're doing. They're basically saying it's like taking a dog and letting them smell the meat and you have them on this leash and it's like you can look you could smell look at the meat but there's no way you're allowed mm-hmm. to eat that meat you know for rambo killing vietnamese people is that's all he wants to do
1: yeah it's like it's just so easy i can do it let me
3: okay
0: i think he's lying
1: anyway
3: i'd just like to say that i feel with your <laughs> sure. participation this mission has a better than average chance to succeed where others will fail i'll meet you both in the operations center in one hour
0: I love how he says, with your participation, we have a better than average chance. This is John Yeah,
1: It's inspirational speeches like that that really keep me going, Major. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Right now, I'm I'm working with the recruits in the military. So I'm teaching basically basic training. I'm doing basic training exercises with the recruits and stuff. So what I might do with the recruits, I might say, with this next mission, guys, with you guys, we might have a better than average chance of doing it. I think it's a good way of inspiring the troops. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that would really fire him up. And then I'll carry my own phone on me with the soundtrack with that do That would really, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm really happy they got Jerry Goldsmith again for the sequel. That makes me happy.
1: That, that's the same guy, right? Yeah. His score in the first one, it reminded me of, I not like put my finger on what it reminded me of, like an old mystery horror kind of thing. It was like a weird, it's not a normal
0: sounding score. It sounded it, it, odd in it, some places. Yeah. Odd in a good way. Yeah, no, you're right. It's unique. And I don't know what that sound is. You ever seen like North by Northwest Hitchcock movie?
1: It kind of sounded like this, oh. like, boom, 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 boom,
0: you know, all these weird, reminded me of that for some reason. Uh, send me an email at Ramble Series Podcast. That is Ramble Series Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, first, let me know how amazing my show is. And second, let me know what instruments are being played here because I don't understand what that sound is. It's an interesting. Well,
1: send me a letter about it too.
0: Yeah, send, uh, send one to Jack too. island across Laos into the mountains of Vietnam okay so what we'll do is we'll stop there that's a natural place to stop so Rambles just looked in the map he's visually sighted where he's going to go and Trauma's going to talk to him more about the mission at hand that's coming up what a fun intro to this film it sets that up pretty quickly they don't really waste any time really with this film yeah well, it's only like 90 minutes or something 90 it's, something it's, minutes it, well with the credits it's an hour 36 it's actually longer than first blood damn yeah I was surprised how short first blood was they but, get to
1: it on first blood too I mean they just like boom let's go
0: yeah yeah, and they do that here as well. I don't think any actually I don't think any of the Ramble films really draw it out, or drag it out. <laughs> no, not at all. What do you think, Jack? How was your uh, first time on the show and Ramble First Blood Part Two? Are you are you excited to see how this journey ends with the other episodes?
1: Oh, Ryan, I am so excited. I'm assuming that he goes to Vietnam. Everything goes well. He finds love and comes back home.
0: He does find love. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay, so that's just a hunch I had. Oh, okay,
1: and then like he takes the pictures and comes home, right? <laughs> I nice and
0: easy. The, you know that necklace he wears from Co. I love how he puts the necklace mm-hmm. on, and it's just like it's like so tight on his neck. Yeah, I just I don't know. Well, yeah,
1: he's got that steroid neck.
0: I love this film. It's a Your, good time. Our laughter and our poking fun, poking holes in the film is not a lack of how much I love this film. First Blood is a A plus film, amazing film. It's a perfect film. But this film is just a different beast. The easiest way to describe it, it, it sequels did this back then. It was weird. First Blood. And First Blood Part Two, totally different films, for whatever reason. But both are good for different reasons. T2, T1, yeah. T2. Same idea. Like, T2 is an amazing film, but it's nothing like the first one. Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Actually, I have a theory here. Everything I just mentioned has James Cameron involved. So maybe he's the one that does this. I don't know.
1: Maybe so. He's the, the constant in all this. But yeah, those two franchises, Terminator... I haven't seen Alien, but Terminator and Rambo, they're very similar. First movie versus second movie. I maybe that's why they're so successful. They do something completely different in each movie.
0: So, Jack, it was an absolute pleasure and honor having you on the show. Kicking off season two, I hope to have you on again before uh, the five films are over. But before we go, I want you to, of course, plug your podcast and explain uh, what your show's all about. Oh,
1: well, let me tell you something. It's a, it's a wonderful show where I have a couple cocktails and I stumble into either my library or my closet and talk about a Bond movie for about four hours. And then after editing out all the stuff that doesn't make sense... You get about 45 minutes, 50 minutes of ranting about a Bond
0: movie. You do a great job. Really, your humor is is so much fun, and I enjoy your podcast. I'm not even a James Bond. I've seen all the James Bond films. I think it's like one of those things for me where I've seen every James Bond film. I really need to go back and watch them again, then re-listen to your show, because obviously it makes some of the jokes or references even more funny. But I will just say, I don't want to oversell you too much, Jack, but... You make me laugh and it's hard to make me laugh. I don't mean, Shit, that, I don't mean that as a, uh, I'm a hard laugh. Like I don't just laugh like a moron at stuff, you know? So uh, you, uh, you say some very good things and very funny things. A disclaimer, it's not PG-13 compared to mine. So just a fair warning to yeah, people. Yeah, a little more adult. Yeah. You know, I just want to make that disclaimer that uh, if you listen to Jack's show, it's just don't go from Ryan's recommendation <laughs> expecting the same uh, PG-13, but it's fun. It's But that could be a selling point too, right? It's a lot Appreciate of fun. It. Well, that's it the episode is over
1: and nothing is over and nothing you
0: just don't turn it off
1: was that that's a pretty good sly impression huh <laughs> yeah sly is that
0: you just like him <laughs> I, I, can i can i interview you now if i mean the interview it's like just... you yeah it's like you had him on your show <laughs> all right brother thank you so much um uh, thanks for joining me and uh, thanks guys for joining us in the discord we appreciate it okay appreciate it ryan all right joy the rest of your day thanks everyone we'll talk to you later take care man